stretch of the parak. Basically, we have about a paragraph or two left until we finish Perik Gimel. And we're up to the paragraph, Acha Pirishut Hara. But before we do the paragraph, I just want to quickly give you a summary of what we did in order to get the flow here. Okay? So, originally, the the Seals Yisharim came here to answer a question that on one hand we see in many of the Chazal that precious is a good thing, and on the other hand we also see that precious is a bad thing. And the Ramchal came to be Miyashiv, the steers in Chazal, and try to give us a formula of what's necessary. In the middle he handled a few points which I'm going to bring out now. Okay, so again... The general understanding of Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lotzato, the Ramchal, in the sugya of Precious, is that the point of Precious is a way of staying away from Averot. It's a way of making a fence between us and the Avera. And he explained that the basic idea of Precious is not taking from this world any worldly pleasures for the sake of worldly pleasures. We use the world as a way of serving Hashem. But when you indulge in the world for the sake of enjoying the pleasures of this world, even though it's 100% mutar alpi halakha, to indulge in the pleasures of this world as long as you are following the Shulchan Aruch and the Halakhot and Shulchan Aruch. Yet, there is a danger in doing so. And that danger is something that brings a person in the Lashon of the Messiah Sisharim to a Sakana. He's in a spiritual danger that he can fall. And therefore the Tachlis of Precious is to only use the world in what is mukhrach, what you need for yourself, okay? Now, so we see that when he, then he introduces a question, this is why I want to bring out a depth there a second, he brings out, he introduces a question. He says, if so, the Chachomim already came along and put fences that are further than what the Torah makes Asur. So we gave an example. For example, uh, when we talk about Arayot, Torah asked certain things in Arayot, and came along the Chachomim, and they added more fences to that. For example, a person cannot uh, be in seclusion in a room with a woman, even if their intention has nothing to do with Arayot. They're only in the room because they work together in business, let's say. So the Chacham came along and made a fence. So they already, all the fences of Chachamim are automatically already in the world of Kaddish Atzmachal B'Mutalach. It's already doing that. So if the Chacham saw fit that we shouldn't eat steak sandwiches, or the Chacham saw fit that a person shouldn't make more than an X amount of money a year, he shouldn't indulge in, in chemdas hamomen. Or he shouldn't have a yacht. Or he shouldn't have a private airplane. It's a new shtick today. Private planes, yachts, 
He shouldn't have a six million dollar home. You know, one million is enough, right? Correct? With all the different shtick that they're putting into houses today, if the Chachamim felt that this is all dangerous stuff, they would have made a Takana. So why didn't they make a Takana, right? So clearly you see from the Mesilai Sharim that the Geder, the Lomdis, the definition behind Takana Chachamim is called Kedusha. Kaddish Atzmechobamotim. Which the Gemara says in Yuvamis like this. Just the Gemara says that if you are over al divrei hachamim, it's not just that you're lacking kedusha. Today that the chachamim made it aloch. If you're over al divrei hachamim, you're nikra rasha. That's the Gemara in Yuvamis on Davchav. But what's the lumdus behind all the takonas chazal? Is to go into the area of heter, which brings a person close to avera, and they made a fence. So it's an Indian of Kiddusha. So the, the Messiah Sasharim is asking that L'Chaira, if the Chacham saw fit to answer Rolex watches, they would have answered Rolex watches, right? But they didn't. So on that, the Messiah Sasharim answered that this is something which is a, the Chacham did something that's Rov HaTzibur, Nicholim La'amodba. That most of the Tzibur have the ability to be on that madrega. That means a regular Jew can handle that level of precious. And that they made law. Now there's a level of precious above which depends on the person. Every person has different abilities. You have the abilities of some people can be more parush and even more parush. Everybody has different levels of precious. And then he says that not everybody can reach the full level of precious. Not everybody's built for that. And that's why it can't be law. It's only for Yechide Segula. But he brought out a point which was very deep while he was saying this. He brought out a point that's very deep. That although Klal Yisrael has different levels in it, but each person's growth is interconnected with each other. And the people of the higher level have to help the people in the lower level. And it says a deep point that even the people in the lower level are contributing to the people of the higher level. That means when the people of the higher level help the people of the lower level, they themselves grow. So it comes out and answers this question that a lot of people ask. It's not fair. I want to be a chassid. Why didn't Hashem make me with that kayach nefesh that I can be a chassid, it's not fair. The Territ says you could be a chassid, but not yourself. By you helping the chassid reach chassidus, then you have a piece of his madrega. You contributed to his madrega, so it's like you have it too. Because remember, you're all part of one body. So you have the effects of him, and you contributed to him, it's like you're a piece of him. So you have chassidus, that's how you have chassidus. And that's how we explained that Rabbi Kivaiga said, I don't know who contributed more to who did I contribute to the growth of my Talmidim. Maybe my Talmidim contributed to my growth more than I contributed to their growth. So it comes out that the Talmidei Rabbi Kiva actually, Rabbi Kivaiga actually built him. 
they have a piece of his growth. And therefore they have a chalik of Rabbi Kivahega. So that's how we can have a chalik of all the great people of the world. By us helping them reach to what they have to reach, it's like we're a piece of them. That's the way the system was built. That we could all have a piece of each other. That's a very, very important yesayid. If you allow yourself to grow through someone bigger than you, and he attaches himself to you, then you're both growing from each other in some way, shape, or form. That's a big yesayid. Okay? So bottom line is, Hashem is Mashra Shechinasa and Klal Hashem wants us to all be concerned with each other's growth. We have what to learn from everybody. By helping somebody less than you, you also grow. And like this, we all have a shaykhist to each other's madrega. It's also another Chazal that seems to say this as well. Chazal say that a thousand people go into yeshiva. Ve'echad yotzeh lehora'ah. And one of the thousand will become the gadol. Yotzeh lehora'ah. So, at first glance, the Chazal seems to be very disheartening. I go to Yeshiva and I only have one in one thousand chance to become a Moreh Hora'ah. Right? I might as well go to business. Maybe I have a better chance to become a millionaire. So why would I want to go to Yeshiva? The Chazal is not trying to uh, push you to go away from Yeshiva, right? So I saw in one of the Svarim of Rapam, where he says the Havona in Chazal is that Adarab, it's motivating you to go to Yeshiva. If there'll be only 999 guys in Yeshiva, not a thousand, the one Morehora'a that comes out at the end will be smaller. We need a thousand people to produce something great. We need the contribution of a thousand people to produce something great. Every guy in Yeshiva contributes to the good guy to grow too. He, they have the Ruach, the Achtas, each one helps the other one in certain ways. The, each one learns from something, so, someone something, right? So if you have less people going into yeshiva, the leaders are going to be smaller. We need a thousand people to produce a ra, And what comes out is that the one more hora'ah, he is the embodiment, he's embodying all thousand people. That means they all have a piece of him. So you are a more hora'ah. Maybe you're not the guy in front of the cameras. Maybe you're the guy, you're not the guy that stands up on the podium. But you have a piece of all the Torah, of the Moirei Ro. So Adarabah, you could be greater than yourself. There's a way, there's a method that a person can reach heights that's higher than himself. How? By being connected to someone bigger and contributing to his growth. You have a zechut of all this Torah and all these things. You go to Olam Haba, you'll get levels over there of things that you couldn't get over here because you were too small to get it over here. It's a powerful concept. It's a very deep concept. I remember once my Rebbe telling me, Ramey Hershkowitz, who was schmoozing once, I was driving him, and Agav, he told me a, a, a certain statement, which is a powerful statement. He said that all his Torah, Ramey Hershkowitz is known for his Torah to be extremely deep. They say he splits atoms. That's how deep his Torah is, that he's able to take something that's so fine and cut it in half. And too deen about it, that, you know, it's like wild. So he once told me when we were driving, we were schmoozing, and he said that really all his Torah is not really his Torah. 
his Torah is really a byproduct of Lakewood. Why? Like he had to give a Chabura. And guys would come and they would ask questions and they would argue and they would handle and then he would refine it and make it better and add a knei chair, remove something there. So really who made all the Torah? The whole Chabura. It's not his. So you see his Hashkafa is so clear that he didn't feel like it's my stuff. It's everybody's stuff. Just because he's the one who's bringing it out just because he's the one who's writing it in a safer, just because he's the Rosh Hashiva, doesn't mean that it's his. It's an amazing thing. A person has to realize that even himself, whatever achievements he has of himself, is really a contribution of many people. So that's a, a way to be humble. But it's also a way to connect the people. I remember one time, they made a reunion in Atere Torah. Uh, one time Rabbi Weinberg before he was Nifta he decided to make a big reunion for Atera Torah for each grade all Gansazach now I've been out of uh, Brooklyn for many years since 11th grade I was an out of town yeshiva so like I didn't see uh, most of these Rebbe's for many many years and then I came and I showed up at the reunion and all of a sudden, the first person I met was my fourth grade rabbi. He was so excited to see me. He was hugging me. He was kissing me. He was excited. He was, and I, okay, very nice. And listen, you know, he was my fourth grade rabbi. But why does he love me so much? Like, what's hobich with them? How do they feel? What do I, you know? And then the next one I met was my seventh grade rabbi. The same thing. Every, everybody was so excited to see me. Right? So then I realized something unbelievable. You see? When I was in fourth grade, I was probably a big troublemaker. I wasn't probably a big trouble. I was a real big troublemaker. And this man, all day and all night, was thinking how to help me grow. And he put a lot of koiches and energy and thought process. And, and that's how it went through high school, through elementary school, right? Each person put in his energy, right? So now, after 20 years or whatever, how many years, right? I came back and I'm a half-decent Jew, but they see the product of their work. Right? That's what makes them so happy. Because they see a piece of their amelus and their yigi in the person. Correct? So they feel much closer to me than I feel to them, right? But I learned a big musa. A person thinks he builds himself. A person doesn't build himself. There's people that mashkia koiches into you. There's Chaverim. There's the environment. There's the Chavra. There's the Svarim you learn. There's the Shurim that were given to you. You didn't build yourself. You are embodiment of many, 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 many people. So all the people that contributed to your growth, even the smallest guy, if he contributed to his growth, to your growth, he has a piece of you. So it's humility, but it's also a way of having connection with godless. Because you could have somebody in yeshiva who ultimately became the Moreh Hora'ah Yisrael. He became a yeshiva, he became a magachir. It's not his life. You had a contribution to that. You have a piece of that. If you have a piece of that, you have a piece of his Torah. If you're a smart man, not a from guy, if you're a smart person, you will try to contribute to as many people's uh, growth as possible.
Because then you will have hundreds and hundreds of accounts where you get every month cash back. Because if you have a little contribution to someone else's growth, then all his Torah and all his Avaidah, you have a piece. You have a percentage in his company. And that's the idea. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to come to Shemaim and get Olam Haba of a Hasid. But you're not a Hasid. But if you contribute to the Hasid, then you're a piece of the Hasid. That's a very deep concept that came out. So bottom line is, Masil Sashon says, this is the system that Hashem wants us to do. So this was all up to explaining the good precious. This is the good precious. Now we're up to the last paragraph or two where he wants to talk about the bad pity shoot. Okay? That's what we're up to. Let's read it inside. Acha precious hara derech hagoyim hasichalim. You see that? Anybody want a book here? Pass this downhill. We have a few here. Joey, very nice. You got a new Masil Sashon with the Pirish Rabbi Miller. It's beautiful. You can pass those Masil Sashon back. Okay, let's read this inside. Henry, would you like a Masil Sashon? You got one? Beautiful. Go to the paragraph. Acha Precious Hara. The bad Precious. Okay. Hukederech Hagoyim Asichlin. Like the foolish non-Jews. Not only do they not take from the world pleasures, they will not take from the world even what is necessary. Okay? And they will make pain. They will bring pain to their body. And they will do things under the banner of religion that Hashem is not interested in at all. On the contrary. person is not allowed to give himself Yisurim. Now, in the beginning, beginning of the Masil Sashom is Akdama. He goes into a thing that people think what a mistaken Hasidut is. And one of the things is like they break ice and they go into these freezing cold mikvahs or they do Gilgul HaSheleg, they go and they roll in the snow. And there's a lotion that the Masil Sashom uses, a very, very unbelievable lotion which is always Sticks in my mind, right? But a Mashiach says that he disputes that that has anything to do with Hasidut, and he says these are things she'ain hasechel noch bohem. These are things that doesn't make sense in seichel. Imagine that Mashiach paskins on on a voider that's keneged hasechel. He says, let me see if I can find you fast. He says. People think that Hasidus is totally b'amiras mizmor tehilim mizmorim harbe viduyim aruchem maoid long viduyim tzomot kashim hard fasts tefilos kerech v'sheleg to dip in the ice and the snow kulom devorim she'ain hasechel noch boem. These are all things that the seichel cannot be comfortable with them. <laughs> 
Vein hadas shoiketa. And the das of the person can't be appeased with it. So you see that the Mesil Sesharim slugs up something that people believe is the definition of Avoidah, not with a Chazal, with the fact that it doesn't fit with Seichel Ayosha. Over here, the Mesil Sesharim brings Chazal. He says this is against what Hashem is interested in. Asur, he brings the Chazal, and Tainus, the Avchav Bezom of Bez, Asur le'adam she'yisav gef atzmo. It's Asur for a person to bring himself to Yisuri. Umbeinin at Stoka Omo, and regarding Stoka it says, Komish tzarich litol ve'enu notel, if a person needs charity to live and he doesn't take it, Hareze shofech damim, he's causing death, he's going to die in starvation, and therefore, it's asur for him to do such a thing. I remember once a statement from Sol Salanta, I believe, powerful statement, which is a whole shmuz in itself, Be'emet. He said there was a person who lost his money and he wouldn't take tzedakah, and he ended up dying from starvation. And Rabbi Sol Salanta said he didn't die from starvation, he died from covet. His pride didn't allow him to take tzedakah, he died from covid, he didn't die from starvation. Very powerful thing. How the Koichas Hanefesh Adam. there's something in the Kochot Hanefesh Adam which could lead a person to Mamish mysterious Nefesh because of his Midot. He won't allow himself to eat even because his pride is stronger than that. Okay, that's a sugi in itself. Chain Amru says, Lanefesh Chaya, Nishamashinatati Bicha, and the Shema I gave you, Hachyeota, give it life. Okay, now I want to explain you something here, very deep. Something that Arizal says, very deep thing, anything that comes from the Arizal is a deep thing. The Arizal says that the Neshama needs to have nourishment. Your Neshama needs nourishment. Now the nourishment of your neshama is a spark of kedusha that's entrapped inside the food. It means that Kodesh Baruch Hu put a spark of kedusha into the food. And when you eat the food, the spark of kedusha that's in the food goes into your neshama and it makes you feel good. Because it gave chizuk and nourishment to your soul. Now, that spark only goes into your body... If you eat the food properly, if you make a beracha, if you have kavon l'shem shamayim, in medayik aposek, ochel, tzadik ochel, a righteous person eats, lizboa nafsho, to make his nefesh satiated. So when you eat l'shem taiva, what happens is, you're only taking the physical food, and the spark falls down to the ground, it gets destroyed. But when you eat properly, it's severe nafshah. So eating, it's a very interesting zakh. I'm going to explain you a very deep thing. Who enjoys food more? Us or a tzaddik? So you would think we enjoy food more. We fresh the steaks and the french fries and the, and the chvais nishvos, you know, the ribs, right? We're, we're freshing food, right? And the tzaddik, he's only eating what he needs, right? So we would say we have much better achilah. And he has a much weaker achila, but okay, he's a tzaddik. Answer is wrong. Because when you eat, when we eat, or when I eat, what happens is I only get the physical food, but the spark of Kedusha falls down. 
so I don't get that deeper inner satisfaction of getting the spark of Kedusha. When a tzaddik eats, he gets double. He eats the actual food, which has good for the taste buds, but also he gets the spark of Kedusha, and he feels uplifted. He feels good. You know, like something like you feel a spiritual uplifted, let's say, by Ne'ilo, you know, on Yom Kippur, right? So now you fasted the whole day, you're very spiritual, you're at a high level, and now you feel uh, like your, your shama got nourishment, shmak. It's unbelievable, right? That's what the tzaddik gets when he eats breakfast. That's what he gets when he eats lunch, because he gets uplifted. He has a ruchnis uplifted. So Hashem wants you to feel good. He wants a person to feel tiny. He wants the feel, person to feel uplifted. He wants the person to have a refreshed kohot. Not only in your body, but in your soul. That means the eating experience is a very big pleasure. And it's very good. It's very gishmak. Same thing you could say in the parasha of marriage. Who has more from a isha? A tzaddik or a regular guy? So for sure a tzaddik has much more. You think that you're being, he's being moist and nefesh? No, no, no. Because a person who's a low life, the only kesha he has with a woman is called kesha gufni. That's one level, small level. Someone on a little better level has also a kesha nafshi. His nefesh and the guf is niskasha. That's a more satisfaction. But at tzaddik on the highest level, was with his wife with the ultimate kedusha. He has something called kesha ruhni. The two neshamas become together one. That's a spiritual uplifting. So his experience is much better. Because he has a Kesher Gufni, Kesher Nafshi, and Kesher Ruchni. So in bottom line is, if you want to enjoy life, come at Tzadik. That's how you enjoy life. You think all the Baltaivas are enjoying life. No, 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 no. Now, the way to enjoy life is like a Tzadik. Okay, we have to stop here. It's getting late. Stop.